In the castle across the way lived a lived a mother and daughter duo, very different from Maleficent and Mal. Unlike the shabby Victorian confines of the bargain castle, this one was a full shoot and dust with broken chandeliers and spiderwebs in the corners. It wasn't so much as a, as a castle as a cave, yet another prison within the prison of the island. And for ten years, this mother and daughter had only each other for company. Banishment from to the far side of the island had made the evil queen a little odd, and Evie couldn't help but notice how her mother insisted on making her declarations just like some legendary magic mirror. Magic mirror in my hand, who's the fairest on this island? Evil Queen asked as Evie was getting ready for the morning. Mom, you're not holding anything in your hand. And anyway, is that really the first thing on your mind? Not breakfast? asked Evie, who was starving. She pursued the daily's offerings. Hard croissants and watery coffee from the basket the vultures left on her doorstep every day. Your daughter has grace, but to take better care of her face to be the fairest, her mother declared in somber tones that she called her magic mirror voice. Fairest, prettiest, most beautiful. The thickest hair, the fullest lips, the smallest nose. It was all her mother cared about. Evil Queen blamed all her troubles on not being more beautiful than Snow White. And it seemed no matter how well Evie did her hair or put on her makeup, she would never be beautiful enough for her mother. It made Evie sick to be her, to her beautiful stomach sometimes. Like mother, like daughter, or so she'd always been told. The poison apple never fell far from the tree. And Evie suspected there might be more of this life than being beautiful. There was some... There, that wasn't something she could ever say to her mother. The woman had a one-track mind. You didn't put enough blush. How will you ever win a handsome prince looking like that? Her mother scolded, pinching her cheeks. If only there was one around here, said Evie, who dutifully took out her compact and reapplied. There was no princess to be found on the island. All princes lived in Oridon now. That's where all the world's royalty lived, and that's where she should live too. But it was not to be. Like her mother, she'd be trapped in the Isle of the Lost forever. Evie checked the hallway mirror one last time and adjusted her blue cape around her shoulders, the back of it embroidered with a crown in the middle. Her poison heart necklace winked red in between the soft blue folds. Her raggedy black shirt with splashes of red, white, and blue paint went well with her forest print like black and white leggings. Your hair, Evil Queen said with despair, tucking a loose strand back into her daughter's neat V-braid, which swept her off of her forehead. Okay, now, you ready? Thanks, Mom, said Evie, whose only goal was to survive the day. Are you sure it's safe to go to school? No one can keep a grudge for 10 years. Also, we're out of wrinkle cream. Pick up some from the bazaar. I don't trust the vultures to sell the right one. Evie nodded and hoped her mother was right. But when she stepped out of the castle gates, she froze. Maleficent's curse echoed in her ears, but nothing happened, and she kept going. Maybe for once, the wicked old fairy had forgotten about it. When Evie arrived at school that morning, everyone stared as she walked through the halls. 
She felt a bit self-conscious and wondered if she'd ever fit in. She was supposed to check in with Dr. F, the headmaster, when she arrived. But what was the administrative chambers? Evie wondered, whirling around in a full circle. May I help you? A handsome, if somewhat hairy and very large boy asked when he saw her. I'm looking for the headmaster. Follow me, he said with a broad grin. Gaston, your service. And this is my brother, Gaston. He pointed to his identical twin, who gave the, her the same beaming, uh, arrogant smile. Thank you, uh, Gaston's, Ether replied. The boy fluttered down the hall to the administrative tombs. Tombs, sorry. Dr. F, you got a visitor, Gaston said, reaching for the door handle. I want to open it, his brother said, elbowing him away. But the first Gaston punched him without even a backward look. After you, princess, he offered grandly. As his brother slid to the floor, holding his jaw. Um, thanks, I think, said Evie. Dr. Facilier looked up and gave three students a jack-o'-lantern smile. Yes, oh, Evie, welcome to the Dragon Hall. It's a delight to see you again, child. It's been too long. Ten years, is it? How's your lovely mother? She's well, thanks. Evie nodded and politely hurried to get to the point. Dr. Facilier, I just wanted to see if I could swap my wickedness class for an advance of vanities that means at the same time, she asked. The shadowy man frowned. Evie batted her eyeglasses. Or eyelashes, sorry. It would mean so much to me. By the way, she pointed to his bolo tie, which is a fortunate silver chain. That is so cool, she said thinking exactly the opposite. Oh, this? I picked out the Bayou de Orleans right before I brought, I was brought here. He sighed and his frown softened into a real smile. I suppose vanities is a better fit for your overall schedule. Consider it done. Good. I'm in that class, the Gaston's chorused. On, t- on Tuesdays, it's right after lunch. Lunch? Evie slapped her forehead. What's wrong? I forgot to bring mine. In all the excitement and anxiety about finally leaving the castle, she left her basket at home. Don't worry, the twins replied. You can share ours, they added, holding up two baskets of food, two huge baskets of food. A giant block of some particularly smelly cheese poked out, along with two loaves of brown bread speckled with mold and several thick slices of liverwurst. Evie was touched they'd offered a share, even though they looked like they could eat a horse and a half between them, with or without the mold. They led her down the winding hallway. The stone walls were covered in the same pea-green pea moss as outside, and seemed to be leaking some sort of brown liquid all over the dusty cement floor. Evie felt something furry circling her ankles and found a, bl- a fat black cat with a smug grin looking up at her. Hi, kitty, she cooed, leaning down to pet it. That's Lucifer, said one of the Gastons, our mascot. Several yelps from our first-year students could be heard and led the rusty lockers that haphazardly lined the corridor. With only a few light bulbs flickering overhead, Evie nearly walked into a giant cobweb woven over a heavy steel door. A spider the size of a witch's cauldron sat in its center. Cool. What does that lead to? she asked. Oh, that? That's the door to the Athenaeum of Evil, the other Gaston said. Come again? The Library of Forbidden Secrets, he explained. 
Nobody is allowed to go down there. And only Dr. F has the key. What kind of secrets? asked Evie in freak. Forbidden ones, I guess, Gaston shrugged. Who cares? It's a library. It sounds pretty boring to me. Finally, they arrived at the classroom's arched wooden door. Evie stepped inside and made her way to the nearest open desk, smiling at one of those who came together curiously around her. Everyone was looking at her with such awe and admiration. She seemed to be making waves. The desk she'd chosen had a remarkably large cauldron and a great view of the professor's lectern. She took a seat, and there was a gasp in the crowd. Wow, these kids sure were easy to please. Evie was feeling pretty good about her first day until she heard the sound of her th- of a throat clearing. <clears throat> when she looked up, there was a pretty purple-haired girl standing in front of her cauldron, staring at her with unmistakable venom. Her mother's mirror would have had a few choice words about this one, that's for sure. Evie felt a cold dread as the memory of a certain infamous party came flooding back. Maybe she played down and flattered her. The girl wouldn't remember what happened ten years ago. It was worth a shot. I'm Evie. What's your name? Evie asked innocently, although she knew exactly who was standing in front of her. And by the way, that jacket is amazing. It looks great on you. I love all the patchwork leathers on it. Girl, that's her cauldron. You should bounce, a student. Evie would find out later was named Yzelda, whispered loudly. Oh, this is yours? Evie asked the purple-haired girl. The purple-haired girl nodded. I had no idea this was serious desk. I am so sorry, but it was such a great view of the lectern, Evie said with her trademark bright smile. So blinding. It should have come with sunglasses. Evie finally realized why the students had been staring at her. They'd been watching a train wreck about to happen. Yes, it does, the purple-haired girl replied, her voice soft and menacing. And if you don't move your blue-haired caboose out of it, You'll get some kind of view, all right, she snarled, brusquely brushing past Evie and noisily plonking her backpack down into the middle of the cauldron. Evie got the message, grabbed her things, and found an empty cauldron at the back of the classroom, behind a column where she couldn't see the blackboard. Is that who I think it is? She asked the small boy seated next to her, whose hair was black at the roots but white at the tips. Everything he wore was black and white, with a splash of red. A fur collar jacket with one black and one white side and red leather sleeves. A black button-down shirt with streaks of white and long shorts with one white and one black and white leg. It was a pretty cool look for a, bl- a bloody skunk. You mean Mal? You're right. And I would stay out of her way if I were you, he said. Mal? Evie breathed, her voice trembling nervously. Yeah, her mom's the big bat around here. You know, he made horn signs with his fingers, with his hands on either side of his head. You know, you didn't, you didn't need to live in the aisle for long to know exactly whom he was talking about. Nobody dared to speak her name, not unless absolutely necessary. Evie gulped. Her first day, and she'd already made the worst enemy in school. It was Maleficent who had banished Evie and her mother ten years ago and caused Evie to grow up alone in a faraway castle. Her own mother might be called the Evil Queen, but everyone in the Eye of the Lost knew that Maleficent wore the crown in these parts. From the looks of it, her daughter did the same in the dungeons of Dragon Hall. Magic mirror on the wall. Who's the stupidest of them all?